0: Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name.
1: with Shannon Davis.
2: Started. Folks, welcome aboard. This is a live program here on Friday, October 13th, 2023, and we've got special guests back, Pastors Louie and Rose Betancourt of Miracle Valley Today International Church right there in Miracle Valley, Arizona, and um, so glad to have you all back, and uh, would you like to open us up in prayer?
0: Okay. Father God, we just thank you that this is the day that you have made. We choose to rejoice and to be glad in it. I thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our paths. Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit, who is our mighty counselor. And Father, I thank you that he is uh, within us. He lives within us. And I thank you for Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that we in him we live. And move and have our being. And Father, thank you for the broadcast this morning. That um, those listening today will receive a revelation word in their hearts, something life changing. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.
2: Well, I say Amen to that. And uh, Sister Rose, the microphone is yours. Welcome back.
0: Amen. Welcome to you too. And uh, we'd like—I'd like to welcome all the people that are listening. And I thank you that you're listening because some of you have prayed for a breakthrough. You've been asking God for a word. And, you know, one word from God can change anything in one second. And I'm sure that some of you have experienced that in your life where you were going through so many things and so many crises and so much oppression. And you prayed and you asked God for a word. And he gave you just one word, and that one word changed your circumstance, changed your health, changed your children's hearts, changed your atmosphere, and it changed the situation and it turned around. Amen? So today, uh, I want to continue, uh, based on the last two broadcasts that we did, we were talking about relocating ourselves in the Spirit from the carnal realm to the supernatural realm, where God says, we are in heavenly places. That is your location. That is your address. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We live there. We are already located in the heavenlies. When a lot of us come to Christ, Um, the church will teach us 2 Corinthians 5.17 that says, all things are passed away, all things will become new. And they give us lots of scriptures, and they quote lots of stuff to us. They put us in foundations 101. And yet, for some reason, the body of Christ is not walking in the miraculous. We're not walking in a place of victory. We keep trying to strive for the victory when we should be operating out of place, out of a place of victory. And so today I want to continue on something I feel that the body of Christ has not focused on in their teaching, how to relocate yourself from the carnal realm to the supernatural realm where all things are possible, where Jesus Christ died on the cross to uh, not just for your sins, but for your sickness and for your victories in life and where he took all the powers of darkness and crucified it right there. Amen? So today I want to entitle this, What Do You See? What is your vision today? Because the Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, that's what he is. So in another way of phrasing that, as a man imagines, as a man imagines about himself in his heart, that's what he will become. That's what his life will manifest. So, um, also, the Bible says, where there is no vision, the people wander aimlessly. They perish. They're wandering like they have no purpose. And so it's very important for us to have a vision. It's important for us to see clearly. And most Christians are not seeing clearly. And a lot of you people out there maybe even said in your heart, you know, I, I never really had, um, you know, a vision. I just want to encourage you today. That as you receive this word in your heart, that God is going to give you a purpose and a vision. He will reveal it to you because your purpose and your vision has already been set from the day that he created you. It's up Even before the foundations of the world, it's been set. It's been set in stone. He's already had the plan for you. You just have not received it. So, um, First of all, I just want want to go back to a scripture that we covered. Uh, It says in Genesis, our purpose on earth was to be, be fruitful, to multiply, to subdue, and take dominion of the earth. Now, we cannot subdue the earth if we don't know how to subdue our spirits. We can't subdue the earth if we don't know how to manage our spirits. So this is critical. This is a critical teaching because today I want to teach you how to separate yourself from the carnal realm to the supernatural realm where all where you can access all things that are possible. In this realm, in this carnal realm, there's so many things that are limited, not possible. But in the heavenlies, where God said, you know, in in the our father prayer. Just like that earth, that to bring heaven to earth, his will is to bring heaven to earth where all things become possible. So, uh, first of all, we want, we were covering Proverbs 4 verse 20, which talks about attend to my word, attend to my word, pay attention to my word. And as we, as, as we have been born into the world, The world has taught us and conformed us, conformed us to its ways. And because of that, we have suffered oppression. We have suffered depression. We have suffered at the hands of people, other wicked people that are subduing the earth when it's our responsibility. God's will for us, uh, like it was for Adam. God told Adam to multiply and subdue the earth. At that time, the, the, the Garden of Eden was just a small portion planted on the earth. But God told him, and he gave him the authority and the ability to expand all over the earth and subdue it. That means it's under his feet. That means it's under his command. And we are not here taking sides. But we are here to take over. We are here to create a type of Eden all over earth. And instead, we have the wicked people, the sinners out there subduing the earth. We we might have a house, you know, for walls and so forth. And we're managing that. But, you know, most people think that if they just have a decent home, a nice church to go to, in a car, to get to work, raise our kids, and become grandma and grandpa, and then die. And that, that, that's the end of our vision. we got to go from this limited vision to supervision. Amen? We need to become like a, you know, with a superwoman, uh, she, she would, uh, a wonder woman, she would, uh, she was just a natural colonel woman just with regular strength, if you ever watched that show, but then she'd go into a phone booth and she'd take a few spins, and all of a sudden, she was superwoman. She was powerful. Do you know that Jesus Christ himself was called the Son of Man and the Son of God? He knew how to operate on earth, walking as a mere man in this place, becoming it says, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, just like we are. But he knew how to access the supernatural. Amen? He knew how to access the supernatural for the impossible things. He knew how to subdue things. He knew how to, to, to become that supernatural person just walking as the Son of Man. And you're, you're created in his image. So you can walk as the son of man, but you can also access the supernatural and become a powerful person. But most of these people, you don't have vision because you don't know who you really are. And as you think in your heart of what you are, I'll never do more than this. I'll never become more than this. This is as good as it gets. My parents told me this is all I am. Uh, Other voices have spoken into my life and have been influential in creating the person that I am today. And do you know that even your thoughts, your thought life from your past has been influential in creating a world that was not God's best for you? So what we want to do today is we want to take you to a place. You know, as as we're here, the anointing, the presence of Almighty God is about to break through some of your lives and change the trajectory of everything around you. God is about to change the way you thought about yourself. Amen? So here it is, paying attention in Proverbs. Pay attention. What are you looking at? What is your vision today? What are you putting before your eyes? What are you paying attention to that's either changing your life or pulling you backwards into yesterday? Um, The spirit of faith is a disciplined gaze. Let me repeat that. The spirit of faith is a disciplined gaze. It's something that you have to do all the time and pay attention to all the time. You just don't do part here a little here and there, and then the next day you let the enemy put thoughts in your mind and make a bit for your thoughts, and and suddenly you find yourself in a negative place. So you often make decisions based on what you see. Let me say, you're making decisions in life based on what you see in this realm, Um, and because of that you will take things out of spiritual context because of what you see. You can't see clearly because you're using yesterday to see today. Let me say that again. You're not seeing your vision clearly because you're using yesterday to see today. That means you're looking back in your past and you're recalling things that happened. Some of you have been so wounded, you've been rejected, you've been betrayed, you've been hurt, you've been influenced by other voices around you, and because of that, there was a world that you created in your mind, and as a result of that, today, you have become what your thought life was. I'm telling you today, as we're talking you're about to change what you think of yourself. You're going to stop recalling what somebody did to you yesterday. Uh, they rejected me. Jesus was rejected, but he didn't open his mouth. Rejection, it's about perspective. It's about spiritual perspective. We need to separate the carnal from the supernatural. Now you can take the carnal perspective, and walk in the pain and the hurt of the rejection, of the attacks, of the pain and the sorrow of yesterday, of the voices that came against you and, and tried to make you feel limited to what you could do. You can pay attention to all that, and that's your perspective, and that's the limitation of where you stand, but guess what? There's God's perspective whenever something happens. You need to sit back and take, take in a classroom experience, the Holy Ghost and get a God perspective on what's happening because you need to know that whatever happens in your life, God is aware of it. We think I'm, I'm in such a disaster right now. I'm in such a, bad situation right now, and so the enemy keeps coming against you and sending people and voices used as a weapon formed against you to create sabotage in your life. The Bible says the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's his purpose. His M.O. never changes. But you have to have a disciplined gate at what you're allowing in front of your eyes, what you're allowing to read, to watch on TV, the voices, some of you, some of you can I say, you've got amigos and amigas that are speaking into your life and taking you down from the place God has called you to be. If the people in your life are just giving you a pat on the back and feeling sorry for you, uh, they're not giving you direction. You need to push those people out of your life. Maybe those people say, hey, let's just go have a drink at the bar. That will make you feel so much better. So they take you to the bar, and, 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 they, and then you're on the phone instead of going to the throne. But these people are not walking you to victory. God wants you to reassociate your life with people who are going to take you to your vision, and to your calling. So when we talk about perspective, I just want you to know today that uh, as I'm speaking here out of experience, I have been bamboozled. I've been rejected and betrayed. I've had every kind of ammo come against me, and God began to speak to me in the pain of what even family members, your family, your own family. Listen, if they're not supporting your purpose and they're not encouraging you to go up higher, but they're bringing you down, you know what Jesus said? He said, let the dead bury the dead. He, another man in, in the Bible, he, he said, you want to follow me? Sell everything you have. It says, if you don't hate your brother, your father, your mother, your sister... For my sake, you're not worthy of the kingdom. He doesn't mean that you don't love them. He's talking about that you don't love them more than you love him and his purpose. So when we talk about being rejected, changing the perspective from the carnal realm to the supernatural realm so the next time somebody rejects you or you're struggling with the pain of betrayal, and voices from the past, you need to take God's perspective. This is God's perspective. Rejection is God's protection. Rejection is his redirection. Rejection is him saying, those people don't belong in the vision of your future. And some of you might find that hard to hear because they're my family's. They're my best friend. I, gotta, I just got to walk in love. I, gotta, I just have to endure this until the end. But God is saying to you today, you need to maybe get a new family. You know, Jesus said, my family are those who do the will of the Father. If, they, if their focus is not the will of the Father for your life, that's not the family God has for you. Some of you find that hard to hear. Jesus had to leave his only family. And perspective, every time something comes up, you need to get God perspective. Rejection of the world might say, let's go to therapy. Let's just, um, let's just wallow in the sorrow and the grief. Let's walk this out. It could take a year or two. Well, God's perspective says to me, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, that this is not a sorrowful deal, that this perspective says that I'm going into a new direction. I'm going up higher. I'm not coming down to a lower place. The Bible says don't be conformed to this world, which is the way they think, but you're renewing your mind. And you're being transformed. Not only that, you're, trans, you're being translated from the location of the past to the, to, the, to the heavenly, to the place in which you dwell. You need to relocate in your mind, immediately change the channel, click, click. That's not who I am. Maybe that's who I was, and maybe everything they said I did, I did it. But that, that's not who I am today. And today you can make up your mind, you can make a new decision that yesterday is gone, that today I'm going to rise up, and I'm going to see God's perspective of today. God said, we're to subdue the earth. Um, like I said, you can't really subdue the earth until you know who you really are. You can't see what you're really supposed to do until you know who you really are. God, I know this one pastor, um, who has a big church in the Chicago. Chicago can be a very rough area, and, um, this one lady, she, they, they live in a sort of a ghetto area, very where, where a drug lord lives. And this one lady came to the pastor one day, and she said, she said, Pastor, uh, what are we going to do? These people, these drug lords, are taking over the neighborhood. They're here every night. They're influencing our children. They're hurting people. They're destroying people. They're destroying life. What do we, What do I do? He said. At that moment, the Holy Spirit told him, "Take a bottle of oil and throw it, roll it down the street, and command the darkness to go." So. She did what she told her to do. Now to someone else that wouldn't make any sense uh, against a whole gang of drug lords and a troop of people walking in the darkness, uh, a, a bottle of oil down the street. Well, two days later, she came back and she said, Pastor, they came midnight the first night and they stayed all night. And after that, They've never showed up again. And this this one, uh, she said that I guess the whole neighborhood began to to transform and change. But it was about obedience. It was about faith. Uh, Faith never makes sense um, because we don't use faith to, we don't use our senses to operate by faith because faith is the currency that accesses heaven. But well, our senses are the things that access the things of the earth. And that's not faith. Faith never makes sense. Faith says, you're going to do this. And, you're, and J- Jesus had to spit on and uh, make clay on the ground and slap it on a blind man's eye because he said, I do what the Father does. I, I do what I see him do. And Father says, okay, slap the clay on his eye and uh, he's going to see again. Now, to everyone else looking around, uh, that looks ridiculous. How about uh Ms. Wigglesworth pulling a dead man out of a, a corpse, out of a coffin, and slamming him into a wall and commanding him to have breath and have life again? Uh, you could get a lawsuit for that today, but that doesn't matter, and it doesn't make natural sense. But in the supernatural realm, nothing makes sense. Nothing makes natural sense. But he slams a dead man against the wall, and the man lives again. He lives again. And God wants us to, he said, you will lay hands on the system, they will recover. He said, you're going to raise the dead." What are we doing about that? We have not yet learned to separate and to, uh, to relocate. Relocating ourselves and, and start by what do you see? What are you looking at every day? How do you... What kind of people are you hanging with? What kind of a vision are they giving you? You have to retrain your soul, your thought life, to who you really are. And that takes a disciplined game. Amen? Your mind is in, the mad, is in a battle zone between what you're supposed to do and what your spirit is telling you to do. Uh, what you think... Um, what you think about yourself, um, that right there is going to manifest. Because as a man thinks in his heart, that's what he becomes. And as a man thinks, so the man follows. You will follow whatever you think. In the Bible, in Ephesians 4.22, it says, put off. Put off the former conduct. Put off the old man, uh, the son of men, Shed him. You... You, you know how you do that? Paul said, I die daily. What, do we teach that anymore in the church? Do you know why we fast? Not for God to move and do miracles. We fast to shed the old way of thinking. We shed in humility to take care of this man, to die to ourselves, so the spirit of Christ can live through us and influence someone's life. And it says, put on the new man. Take like a coat. Put it on. Put on that new man. You, you're separating. You, you're in the world, but you're not of it. Oh, God wants you to do like Adam. Take a piece of Eden, which you are inwardly. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He wants you to continue the um, the process of recreating earth. And subduing it, taking, he wants you to take a a ghetto, a piece of land, purchasing a piece of land and making a garden of Eden. Amen. Making something supernatural happen on earth. Once we get a vision that God says to subdue the earth, we've got to stop thinking us four no more in a four little walls. Our nice job and our little car and our kids going to school and having grandkids and then passing this life and never doing subdu- never our part to subdue the earth. That's futile. That's futile. Do you know who you really are? What are you looking at today? What, what out there is influencing who you think you are about yourself? And the Bible says in First Thessalonians 5.23, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, your soul, and your body be preserved blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when Jesus did miracles, he was able to separate his soul life from his spirit life. He was able to separate the Son of Man from the Son of God. Well, even when he did the the uh, miracle of changing the water to wine at the wedding feast, um, his first miracle, they they, they they ran out of wine, and and Jesus' mother Mary, she said, she told the servants, just do what he says, just do what I, do whatever he says to do. At that moment, he's like, oh wow, you know. My time isn't yet, Mom. Uh, What are you doing here? But at that moment, at that moment, from being the son of man, where in the natural, the the jugs were empty. There was no wine. You could look in the the jugs. There was no wine. It was empty. That's the natural. But he knew how to relocate immediately. Access the Father. Access the heavenlies. Get a voice from God. See what the Father's saying right now and just do it. And just do it, even if it looks ridiculous. So he was able to relocate from the Son of Man. Now he's the Son of God. He's in the supernatural realm. And he said, fill up these jugs to the brim with water. Fill them up. That doesn't even make sense. Oh, to them, it's like uh, whatever, dude. Um, when you're talking about water, these people are not going to drink this water in the natural. They were thinking in the carnal realm, but when they when they heard the voice of heaven, and they they act they they went and filled up those jugs. Suddenly, it turned. It turned into. And it said that that they sent it to the the host of the party, and he drank the wine. And he said, wow, they usually save the bad stuff for last. But you guys are giving us the best wine at the end. That wine was not only just wine, it was the best because it was done supernaturally. God wants to give you the best. He wants to give earth its best. There's a harvest out there waiting to be subdued by the power of God, by miracles. Amen? And he's asking people today to yield themselves and humble themselves and to begin to consistently have a consistent gaze of what's in the heavenly so they can operate on earth, being able to change your location at any second, at any moment. Get out of your natural mind and to your supernatural mind. And if you never spend time in the presence of God or in the Word, you will never be able to relocate. You will never be able to see who you really are. Uh, you'll never be able to uh, recognize when the power of God shows up and access the power of God at that moment for someone who needs a miracle. Amen? Um there's such a thing where uh, this is who God says you really are. He says you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Do you know what holy means? Holy means you are set apart. You will never be like anybody else. And you never fit in with anybody growing up as a child. Some of you just Felt always rejected and separated. God was working on you. You are separated. You're never going to be like those people. You are never going to fit in that crowd because you're not of this world. No, 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 no. You are an alien. You're not, you are here temporarily to bring heaven to earth. You're here to take a piece of land and a piece and a group of people and Transform them by the power of God, by the gospel, by the power of the gospel of salvation and deliverance and healing and forgiveness. And some of you have yet to forgive yourself for what you did yesterday. Yesterday is gone. God said as far as the east is from the west, I don't remember your sins. The moment you. Tell me you're sorry. It's a dumb deal. I wipe the slate clean. You are clean. You can decide today. This is my new day. I'm, gonna, I'm going to embrace the person God called me to be, the new man. I'm going to put on the new man, and I'm going to unzip this old one, and I'm going to leave it in yesterday. I'm going to leave it over there. You know, sometimes... Now, if you really want to keep going to a higher level in God, access what's behind the holy of holies, you're going to have to spend more time with the Lord. It says, um, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. You cannot gain spiritual strength and you cannot retrain your soul life unless you're spending time in the presence of God. And some—and and this is what happened to most of the great men and women of God. God isolated them for seasons, long seasons. He separated them. They might be walking in a park, but they are walking in an isolated place. You, you, you know when you're in that, God will corner leaders. Let me repeat that. God corners leaders. Into a place with him. He will remove everything around you. He will remove people around you to start taking things. You you will you will lose everything like Abraham did. Jesus had to leave his own family. You're gonna you're gonna leave that all behind because this is the process. Isolation is the process of dying to self. Because if you, you can't die to your own desires, your own um, your own thoughts, your own ways, your own friends, your own family—you can't die to that. Guess what? Then you can't go to the next level. You can't access what what's in the heavenly, even though you're from there. You're from there, but your plumbing is blocked up. It, there's no flow. It says it talks about guarding your heart, heart because out of it. Flows the rivers of living water. Out of it flows issues of life. Life. Those issues of life get cut off when you're disobedient to God. When you refuse to spend time with him. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to download your future in that place to you. He wants to give it to you consistently, every day, not just once a week. He, he wants to download something every day to you that brings life to you. Amen? Now, when you go into the, isolation is not a place of condemnation. It's a place mm-hmm. of recreation. God is causing you to recreate someone else in your mind than who you used to be. Now the Bible talks about uh, in Second Corinthians ten five. I, I love it, Casting down imaginations, another word, vain imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing, and bringing. He said not only casting it down and kick, kick change the channel. The negative thought, the thing that says, you're a lousy person. Look what you did. God will never use you. Oh, I got news for you. God uses broken people. Amen? He wants to use you. And you're casting that imagination down. And the thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So when you're relocating in your mind, you have to ask yourself, Is this thing that I'm thinking exalting itself against the knowledge of God and what God says that I am? Is this thing exalting itself above that? Is this thing bringing me down instead of raising me up and causing me to access the heavenlies where I'm seated and the the things that I need from that realm? And then you, then right there, change the channel. Click it. Now it tells you how to do it, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Thought, you punish that thought. I command you to obey in Jesus' name. The thought says, "So and so is rejecting you today. Uh, you're, you're depressed today. You, you, you have to answer that thought." With another word. You can't answer the thought with just another thought. You have to speak a word. You have to speak to the mountain. You have to say, I command you to be cast down mountain in the name of Jesus Christ. I command you to go back to hell wherever, where where you belong. Amen? And you, and bring it to, it has to obey. It has to obey the word that you're telling it. You, must, you need to talk to yourself today. Self, that's not who you are. Maybe that's who you were yesterday. And someone might come up to you, and they might accuse you, and they might throw things in your face to make you feel disappointed in a vision that God has called you to, and, and, and speak things that bring you lower than what God has called you to be, something that is against the knowledge of God. But you're going to relocate. The sooner you relocate and see yourself in Christ and relocate in, in your mind from that yesterday thinking to the today thinking, where Jesus said, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There's no condemnation. Some of you feel condemned today. Some of you feel like you've wasted many years not obeying God. I got good news, good news for you today. God said, I will restore to you the years. He can bring back what you tried to do in 40 years in flesh. He can take those years and do something in two months. Supernaturally. Supernaturally. You're... you're Okay, the, the sign of spiritual dominion is you have the capacity to see what's around you and, and make an assessment and never be taken by surprise. You, you never have to be taken by surprise because God said, I'll tell you things, new things before they happen. I will, I will give you a word long before they happen. You know, prophets are not the only ones that can see things. They have an office for every person in the body of Christ is to be prophetic, to prophesy, to speak things. Every person in the body of Christ is supposed to create things and take Eden, a little spot on earth, take it back and spread it out. Take another piece and spread it out. Take the land. Take the people. Keep spreading it out until we're subduing the earth and bringing kingdom, which is not a religion. The kingdom of God is not a religion. The kingdom of God is a government of heaven. Our government is here to take over. Let me inform you people today. We are not taking sides. We are here to subdue, amen? Restoration, God said, I will restore to you. He said, I will perfect that which concerns you. What is your concern today? What is your concern today? Write it down. What is it, What is the area of your life that's bugging you about yourself that you, need, you know needs to sit under the foot of Jesus, foot of the cross? Lay it there, leaving it there. What is it? Write it down. And then, according to Proverbs 4.20, attend to my words. Pay attention to a word every day, significantly, that'll change your life and keep talking about it. And the devil keeps coming and bringing up yesterday. You keep telling him where to go. You keep telling him how it's going to be. You keep talking about your vision. You keep talking about your future. You keep talking about, uh, like, for instance, if you never see a vision, in your, in, it, the Bible says vain imaginations. Do you know that there's, there's such a thing called God imagination? Because their vain imaginations exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. But a God imagination is in agreement with God's vision. It's supervision. Amen? When we are in agreement with his vision and we are able to relocate in our minds from the the negative thinking to what God says, think on the things that are just lovely, good reports. Whose report are you listening to today? What, what things are you watching on TV? What things are, are, are telling you that you can't get beyond this door? You can't get beyond... And some of us are stuck. We talked about being stuck in stuck mill. It's time to get unstuck from yesterday's door. And stop letting yesterday tell us how today is going to be. You, we need to... Be transformed by taking in that word to what we were, to what we were meant to be. God wants to change. He wants to change. God told me he changes personality. People say, "Um, no, personality is just who you are. There are aspects of your personality, yes, that God gave you, only you. But some things can be annoying instead of annoyance. It's, It's annoying. But God wants to change you. Uh, you don't like the way you talk. Maybe you don't like the way y- you act. Maybe you walk around with your head down all the time. Um, maybe maybe you've got a little problem with being too impulsive. Some, some certain things about your character, and your personality, that God wants to transform. He wants to give you a different perspective. He wants you to see something different. So... Check this out. A police officer. Okay. He knows who he is. he got the badge on. He went to the school. He trained to be that officer. He learned how to use his weapons. He learned how to see what he's supposed to see so that he can do his job efficiently. So... He is trained to see certain things and have perspective to have his senses sharpened. And so when, when he's out there on the field, he takes everything he was trained to do. So he got that badge that says, I'm a police officer. This is what I represent. This is who I am. And when people see him, they know who he is. And he, steps into the shoes of the police officer at the time of a crime or something's going on, immediately he goes into action. Immediately, his training goes into action because he knows who he is. He's able to do his job effectively, take care of the bad guy, and get him out where he needs to be. He knows who he is. He he, he has a vision and he's always looking around him. He sees things, his perspective, is, his vision is sharp. And, and you know, um, in the book of Samuel, in Judges, uh, Samson, in the book of Judges, Samson was a man that was dedicated to God as a child, as a baby. And he was never to cut his hair. God said, never cut his hair. That That, that represented that he... He was separated unto God. So Samson uh, was an Israelite, and he was never to get involved with other women that were not Israelites. Uh, Long story short, Samson was disobedient to, to that, ended up with a woman called Delilah, and he ended up giving away his secret to her. He ended up telling her, if you cut my hair, I lose my strength. Because he was out to get the Philistines. He was always out killing off the Philistines. And and so he gave his secret away. And she told the Philistines, I got the secret. He, he opened up the back door. Let's go in. Some of you have opened up the back door to the enemy. And the enemy came in. And as a result, the Philistines, he lost his strength. The Philistines caught him, uh, they took him, they poked his eyes out, and he was, he was grinding grain. Uh, he couldn't see, he lost his strength. Some of you feel you lost your strength, you lost your vision, you lost your purpose. But at the last minute, he prayed to God. When they, they wanted to make a spectacle of him, put him between some pillars and laugh at him. Father God, God, just give me strength one more time to do what I've been appointed to do. And in, what, five minutes, two seconds, God gave him strength. to push down those pillars, and he was able to destroy more Philistines at that point in his life than when he ever did in any of his battles or fighting the Philistines before. God is able to restore to you. He's able to revision you and give you a new purpose. Amen. This place of isolation is to help you separate the carnal from the supernatural realm. So the, the longer, we'll talk about that sometime, uh, but our time is getting close here. And this place of isolation can, it, it tries to be your undoing, but it ends up working for you. Amen. So I just want to pray with you real quick and I just want you to, uh, be careful about what you're putting before your eyes, who you are associating with, and begin to make changes on a sheet of paper. Start writing things down and start paying attention to a word that'll transform your life. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I just speak a word over the people that are listening to me. I declare today, I want you to lay hands on yourself and begin to speak this and say, today is my new beginning. Yesterday is behind me. Jesus is Lord of my life. And today, right now, I embrace my new beginning. I say today that old things are passed away. And today, I'm walking in the newness of life. In Jesus' name, amen. And also, I just want to add that if you want to support uh, we are Miracle Ministry. Mir, uh, our ministry is called Miracle Valley. Today, um, we, uh, we have a couple of different ways you can support that. One is through Cash App. It's a dollar sign, cash, capital N B T, capital N B T. Uh, you can go through Venmo at lewis dash one you can do PayPal at Miracle Valley Today. And if you, you want to reach us through email, it's miraclevalleytoday at yahoo.com. We believe in miracles, but we also believe in giving people tools that will change the trajectory of their lives. So I just want to bless you today. And thank you, Brother Shannon, for giving us the opportunity again to minister the word.
2: Hey, what an honor to have you on today. And Sister Rose, what would you like to title your message for the Archive?
0: What do you see?
2: Fantastic. Um, Brother Louis. would you like to close us out in prayer?
1: Father God, we just thank you for this time that you've given us today, Father God. This morning you woke me up with the 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 word... This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm so glad to be alive for this time, for this purpose that we have in our lives, Father God. Not only that, you've ordained our lives, Father God, and we just appreciate and also love the fact that you're using all of us at this time. We just have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, sensitive to where we're at right now, Father God. And I just thank you. I thank you for Brother Shannon. I pray for his family, Father God. I had the protection over them as we go through these times right now of of just terror, Father God. But we are at peace in the center with you, Father God. And I just thank you for my wife, Pastor Rose, and the anointing that she has to bring the word, Father God. And I just praise you and worship you, and I just thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: I love and appreciate both of you, and I thank you for your friendship and coming on today and I was looking at the schedule we're going to see you again on Friday the 27th and Brother Louie what we can do is uh, between now and then um, get Sister Rose also to add me as a friend on Skype and have I sent you a headset yet? if not I'll get you one and what I we have might... one somewhere Okay, I just have to dig it up. or I can get you a new Plantronics what we should do is um, we can try um, and put it on a computer with your Ethernet connection and we'll get a really good connection yep we okay. can do that with our laptop that's perfect yes um, we'll see you again soon have a great weekend love y'all thank you god bless you we love you too buddy
0: Okay, bye bye. it
2: was a great message today thank you very much now friends uh, that was on a cell phone so next time we'll get it on uh, Skype and a laptop it'll be much better quality we're going to be back tonight at 8 o'clock so I'm going to close here in a minute but um, got a statement to make: Palestinians don't exist in history. There was never an ancient Palestinian people, no Palestinian king, no currency. It's a modern invention. this idea of a Palestinian people. Gaza. Now just speak about Gaza. You can go back in history and you see that it belonged to the Philistines. And God gave it to Israel as part of their inheritance. You can read all about it in Joshua 13. So, uh, specifically regarding this war in Gaza, this land has always belonged to Israel since they inherited it back in Joshua 13, thousands of years ago. So um uh, Israel has been attacked by people occupying the land. And only because uh George Bush forced Israel to withdraw from it and hand it over to the PLO back in two thousand five. That's a little history for you. But again, this all this argument about the Palestinians deserve a land. There are no Palestinians in history. And they don't deserve any of the land that God gave Israel. Bottom line right there. And there's much more. Read Joshua 13 and you see a layout of the plan for much of the the land in these cities, all in that area. In the area of Canaan That uh, God said to Israel, I'm giving you this for your inheritance. Go and take the land. i am taking away from the Philistines and the Canaanites and these other groups, giving it to you. There we are, bottom line. Okay. Folks, love and appreciate all of you. Thank you for tuning in. And please go to my website, omegamanradio.com. You can pick up these shows, uh, download them for free there. If you want to support the ministry, That's how we're able to do these programs, free will and love offerings. I just want to say thank you to those that do. Uh, It helped us to make it to today. You can join us, partner with us uh, right there on that website. We've got PayPal and other means, omegamanradio.com. Have a great day, and I'll see you again tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern, with Victor Mravlag. Love you all.